If you're in a true crime, I'm sure you're well aware of the infamous and huge gaping living asshole that is Casey Anthony. You know, the woman who got away with killing her daughter. The woman who lied to police and said that she worked at Universal Studios and took them on a trip to her office, walked in, waved at everyone like she knew them, then only confessed to not working there when she got to a dead end and could no longer walk anywhere. Uh, the same woman who managed to wiggle her way out of a murder charge, because you know, it's just Florida. So I want you to keep that case in mind because this case that I'm bringing forth to you, it has big Casey Anthony vibes. Got some mega huge CA energy going on and I fucking hate it. Hey Lauren and welcome back to Bros of Murder. I'm your host Andre and I give you true crime cases of color, dumb crime cases of stupidity and we listen to music because we're just friends like that and we're super chill. This week, we're diving into the case of Taylor Williams, a five-year-old black girl who went missing and was found dead 20 miles away from her home. So the clip you heard up front was the reaction to Taylor's mother. What I feel like she's doing is fake vomiting to hearing that she's a person of interest, not from a police officer or her lawyer or a prosecutor, but from her friend, who somehow has this information before her and decided to secretly quote unquote see it wasn't a secret he kind of like secretly record her reaction with the camera and she makes like direct eye contact with the camera the whole time it's i'm not boo boo the fool i'm not with the shit so i'm gonna tell a little bit of a story before we get into the actual case to kind of get like it'll come full circle at the end so trust me so a woman named Tiffany Nicole saw a Craigslist post. The post was from Brianna Williams, a 27-year-old petty officer in the Navy in Jacksonville. Uh, the post was asking just for help moving from an apartment on the south side to a home in Ivory Street, which is like 15 miles apart. The post read, This isn't something I really wanted to do. I just had to do it. I normally pay hourly, but this is a special case, so I'm willing to pay more. Tiffany said during the 45 minutes she was there learning things up, she never saw a child. Quote, I never once saw a child. I never heard a child. But at some point she told my fiance that there was a daughter in the bathroom. And he heard water running. But again, the whole 45 minutes we were there, I never saw a child. The child in question is Taylor. And three days after the move, Brianna called police to report her daughter missing, saying that she woke up and the back door was open and Taylor was gone. A Amber Alert was put out that day, and the massive search for Taylor started. It extended between Brentwood and Southside, 
the two moving destinations, which are 15 miles apart. Records show police recovered a handgun, shotgun, rifle, and ammunition from the house in Brentwood where Taylor moved. But, you know, Florida. Records show Williams had told her commanding officer that she was taking Taylor to her parents' house in Alabama the first week of November. Still, when police interviewed both parents, they said they didn't see Brianna or Taylor during that time. And a lot of other people have come out of the woodworks to say that there's been there was an extended period of time where no one was seeing Taylor for a while. When detectives confronted Williams about the holes in her story, she stopped cooperating with investigators completely. Which to me, Kana says, I'm guilty. So records show that the daycare at the Naval Station in Jacksonville, where Williams worked, and the kindergarten daycare told Jackson's sheriff office that they hadn't seen Taylor since April. And she's being reported missing in November. So it's a couple months where no one saw her or heard of her. Taylor's remains were found November 12th in a wooded area in Monargo County, Alabama, where Williams' GPS had been tracked. According to court records in a rural wooded area where Taylor's remains were found, she was wrapped in black trash bags. Investigators also found plastic, fabric, three kinds of rope, blue gloves, a knife, cardboard, wire, paper, and a punch drink can. Which kind of just sounds like, I don't know, a murder kit with an energy drink for more murder. The Alabama Department of Forensic Science also listed a shower curtain, a black plastic bag, and a shirt in the laboratory evidence list. Investigators suspect that Taylor was dead before Williams moved to the Brentwood home from the apartment on the south side. Among the evidence released that Tuesday were search warrants for Williams' iCloud account and a cell phone that said investigators hoped to pinpoint the last time Taylor was alive using photos, videos, text messages, just anything within the phone that could point to a date where she was alive and then not alive. Recently, prosecutors released mounds of evidence against Williams, showing that she returned to Jacksonville from Linden, Alabama, where her five-year-old daughter remains were found, six hours after placing a Craigslist ad asking for help to move out of her apartment. Investigators obviously searched that apartment after Williams reported her daughter missing, and records show that in addition to bloodstains in the apartment, they found soiled children's clothes, fecal matter, cans of soup with small holes in them, and the scent of decay. The same scent was noticeable, and this kind of reminds me of the whole Casey Anthony thing. The same scent of decay was found in the trunk of her car, too. The trunk was completely empty, but a rubber liner inside smelled of cleaning fluid, so obviously she tried to like clean the trunk out afterwards. But the cadaver dog still picked up the scent of decomposition in the trunk and inside the driver's compartment. According to records, dead maggots, fecal matter, soiled clothes, and assorted sex toys were also recovered from the car. What the fuck? And that part really, I mean, it brings to mind, what the fuck was she doing? Like, they haven't seen her for months, and they're finding maggots, fecal matter, soil clothes, and sex toys all around. And there's also reports of them thinking that she was actually caged for a certain amount of time, too. It, it just makes me mad. Uh, more evidence came out 
uh, this year, really. Because this happened in 2019. Uh, it's still going on in 2020, but things are kind of on hold because of the whole coronavirus. But it's more evidence is coming to light. According to a nine-page summary of the discovery in the case obtained by News 4 Jacks, evidence that could appear in the trial include 911 call where she claimed her daughter was kidnapped, an autopsy report, thousands of photos, surveillance videos, uh, police body cam videos, her Amazon history list and information search like that he got her computer, and also things that they uh, uncovered in her apartment, in her car, and uh, her cell phone. And if, they're, if they're pulling out the Amazon list, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if half the shit that was like on that kill list that they found, she probably purchased like soon before she committed the murder. And I, I just want to say, I think that she did it. So that nine-page summary that they have, the investigators have like thousands of pieces of evidence. They have nearly 4,000 crime scene photos and dozens of videos of Williams and her car on base at Nashville, uh, not Nashville, on base in Jacksonville and going to Alabama near a spot where her body was found, the daughter's body was found. So Big Brother came in clutch. Prosecutors also have Uber and Lyft records documenting Williams' activity and like the whole ride-sharing shit. She was like hopping around a bunch. Additionally, they pulled her naval records, including when she was, uh, you know, when she like got on base and off base, like, and then like places that she visited on base at certain stores. But if they're collecting all of this, it's probably to build a bigger story and timeline of the events. She is charged with two counts of child neglect one count of lying to police officers and she's facing charges of tampering with evidence aggravated child abuse and that's we're gonna focus on the elements of willful torture uh malicious punishment or willful and unlawful caging of a child her bond is set at over a million dollars and uh so i was looking around because i was making all these parallels to the whole casey anthony and uh this case and i found a person an attorney in jacksonville randy reap who has no connection to the case he kind of just commented on it and it, i feel like his comment really brought some clarity to it i guess it was helpful so he says it doesn't take a big leap to figure out where child abuse or child neglect may result in a murder charge but they have to prove that the activity resulted in the child's death the state will charge people with the highest crime they believe at the time they can prove and they have to be able to prove all the elements of the homicide that it was the actual actions of the mother that resulted in the death of the child if they get it wrong they can that can be a very problematic issue for the case reap pointed to the casey anthony trial saying that part of the reason why anthony was found not guilty is because the state couldn't prove how the child died even at the lowest end the actions of a mother had to result in the death of the child to be able to prove something beyond and the exclusion of every reasonable doubt is a very, very high burden. The Department of Child and Family had no contact with Brianna Williams or Taylor, and Dyfus said that no one has ever like brought anything to them. Like, so there were no reports until you know she was reported missing. She had her pre-trial hearing on March 24th of 2020, but things obviously got delayed and pushed back because of miss rona but i'm gonna be following this case closely 
I I want to put my bets in now. I think that she did it. And some people online are saying that like she didn't do it. And but if she didn't do it, there's no no one's come up with anything of like who did it, who else could have did it, why. Like at least Casey Anthony lied and said that Zanny the nanny fucking took her. She didn't even do that. She just said, I don't know. Someone walked into my house and took my child. And all of this evidence is on me because it's out of what? Fucking planted? Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my gosh. Stop fucking lying. She did it. And I need a drink. Because, like I said, this is some big Casey Anthony energy. And I feel like, especially when it comes to... Well, whatever's going to be on that Amazon list is going to, like, lead to the thing... No, it's going to lend to the fact that, like... I feel I feel like it's premeditated. I feel like she has planned out. Like, she's neglecting the kid for a while. Probably just treating her like shit. And then just decided to end it. And... I hope she gets smacked with every possible charge. But my hopes aren't that high because Florida. Now to cleanse the pilot, it's time for my weekly shit post crime of the week. So if you're like me, this isolation is drawing the crazy out of you. And like any bit of escapism is refreshing. Like for me, I love to pay Elder Scrolls online because I'm a huge nerd. Uh... Catch me outside, fucking up some goddamn drogard. Bitch. Actually, don't at me. My, my name is Bent Wiener online, so if you do want to find me, we can hang out and do some quests together. Just, like, hit me up. But I suck, so don't, like, you know, be a dick about it. But for other people, they might find escapism and, like, going to the park or trying drugs. Like meth. Some people just love to do meth. Is not for me. Meth is not my speed. Speed is my speed. An Iowa woman named Sean Solomon, a 53-year-old in Iowa, obviously. <laughs> I'm sorry. Has been charged with unlawful possession of a controlled substance after she drove to her local police department to ask if they can examine her bag of methamphetamine for coronavirus. I can't help but wonder if she like saw one of those Facebook posts that a lot of police departments been posting up saying like, oh, if you purchased meth recently and think it might be contaminated, bring it down to your local police department for free testing. Ha ha ha. You know, cop bullshit that they think is funny, which is not really funny because the jokes right in front of your face. So she went there with her freshly purchased bag of meth and her Chevy Silverado and the police said that she showed clear signs of impairment like erratic behavior paranoia and profuse sweating but to be honest if i'm walking into a police station with a bag of meth i'm gonna be fucking sweating too they asked her hey what do you want and she was like what's up my meth has covid19 maybe can you check it out and then they said would you be okay with the body search and vehicle search and she said, yeah, sure. And I love that she's real nonchalant about it. Police found 14.4 grams of meth on her, a bag of cannabis, and a large amount of paraphernalia for ingesting drugs. The woman then consented to a drug test, which again, nonchalant, love it. 
and was immediately taken to prison. Gotti! Gotti! And I don't really blame her because she's trying to be safe, which I implore you all to do and be safe. Uh, this is the closure of my uh, my episode. So, you know, make sure you look at the show notes, check out all the social medias, stuff like that. And I would like to ask you for a small favor, if you could. Uh, if you like the show and you want to spread the show like a... You know what? I'm not going to make a coronavirus joke again. I talk about coronavirus too much. But if you enjoy the show and enjoy me and want to share it with your friends, why don't you just like, I don't know, text your quarantine buddy and just be like, hey, check out this podcast with this super cool black guy with a whole bunch of tattoos. And he can totally touch his toes because he's not not flexible. So, yeah. I'm going to send you on your way and enjoy this song called Mythologic. It actually gave me some like real Run the Jewels vibes. If you're in a Run the Jewels, I don't know. You'll like it. Love it, 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 love it,